Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food, food. the chicken edition. First, did you hear KFC is testing out new Kentucky Fried Chicken wraps in Atlanta, Georgia? Three varieties, classic chicken, mac and cheese chicken, and spicy slaw chicken. Second, Crystal is introducing three new side chick sandwiches and classic barbecue bacon and pimento cheese. And finally, in the world of food, the chicken edition, Shaquille O'Neal is getting ready to bring his franchise, Big Chicken, to the entire (laughs) USA, including Texas, Central Oklahoma, Chicago, Arizona, Nashville, Florida, and the Seattle and L.A. areas. One of the main menu items is the Shack Attack. It's pepper jack cheese, jalapeno slaw, and spicy chipotle barbecue sauce on a fried chicken filet. He has done a great job with his act, too. Yes, he right? has. You know, professional basketball player, and he's he's turned this just big personality into big money. Way to and go, Shaquille O'Neal. That's right. <laughs> Do you have someone in your family that is so Christmas crazy, they watch Christmas movies in the summer? They can't wait to get out their decorations. We're going to talk about that next. So do you have someone in your life who's just so Christmas crazy, like they just cannot wait to start decorating? Uh, my niece tried to ask her mom, my sister, can we skip the fall decorations and just put up the Christmas ones? Mm-hmm. And my sister was like, I don't think we're going to do that in our family. But um, I thought that there's no way that I was the type of person that was Christmas crazy. But I caught myself yesterday. I bought a couple Christmas decorations. I ran an errand <laughs> and I felt like my tree was, you know, a little tiny bit sparse last year. Hmm. So I thought I'll just add three more of this type of ornament. They're 50% off. And uh, and then I, I popped on social media and our friend Jeff, who's like the most Christmas crazy person I've ever known. I have our, our friend Jeff Carter. He was already painting a Santa decoration for his car, like he, a car, his yard. He like cut out and wood and made it look like Santa and he was painting it already yesterday. Wow. I mean, that's Christmas crazy. That is. That's early. Yeah. To my, get uh, ready for Christmas already. My wife bought some uh, Christmas ribbon yesterday. Did she really? Yep. yep. So she's and, Christmas and, crazy too. And like would me. have bought more Christmas stuff had I not been there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you put the brakes on it, huh? <laughs> I played the role of the Grinch yesterday. It's too soon for Christmas. <laughs> There's a woman who was celebrating beating breast cancer, and somebody stepped in to make it even more special than it already was. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. When you hear the phrase breast cancer survivor, who pops in your head first? I mean, we all know somebody, right? And they fight so bravely. Well, there's this woman from Pittsburgh, PA. Her name's Jerl, and she's married to a great guy named Kevin, and she fought late stage breast cancer it was the fight of her life she was brave she was valiant and um she and her husband kevin are really good friends with these other two couples um and they each each family has three kids and they decided just the couple just the adults to celebrate Gerald's victory over late stage breast cancer they would go on an epic trip to hawaii and kevin her husband let the pilot in on the secret. And he made an announcement to celebrate. We have a passenger who's headed to Hawaii with us today to celebrate her victory over late-stage breast cancer. The whole plane was mm. applauding, and um, they one of her friends had the camera on her face, and she's just in tears. She was overwhelmed that, that they wanted to recognize her that way on the plane and celebrate 
everything that she's gone through. And you could tell from the video that her hair had just started to grow back Mm. after the battle. But what a way to celebrate and to have such good friends to help her through such a battle. Great story that uh, the lady that to celebrate her beating breast cancer, they took a trip to Hawaii, pilot made a big announcement and stuff. On the other end of that, a lady that I'm friends with on Facebook, she just posted uh, that she's beginning her battle. Oh, wow. With breast cancer. And she's so tough. She, um, I would imagine in that position, you want to have as much control as you can because you feel like so much of your life is out of control. So she's one of those ladies, she shaved her hair off. She's like, not waiting for this to happen. I'm in control oh, of this. Wow. So yeah, and she Good was for like, her. taking care of this now mm-hmm. rather than waiting for the inevitable. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it does take a lot of strength to get through that, doesn't it? It does. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Can you imagine what it would feel like to learn that you have a brother or a sister that you had no idea about? Iverson is 20, and he was in his hometown of Eugene when a DM popped up on Instagram, and it said, Dude, I think I'm your brother. Iverson was adopted as a baby and always wondered about siblings. And in hopes of meeting them day one day and finding them, he used a baby picture of himself as his profile pic on Instagram. Well, he ended up flying out to meet his family, and it was love at first sight. Do you know that um, he met his biolog- biological brother? He has two biological sisters, and bonus, he met his birth mom for the first time. Wow. And <laughs> what they, a day. <laughs> yeah. They look so much alike. And they also have similar personality traits as well. So it's been a really happy reunion. What's one of your favorite ways to spend money coming up spending that makes us happy? What's one of your favorite ways to spend money? Who says money can't buy happiness? Get this. More than half of Americans agree buying loved ones something they've wanted for a long time is their happiest spend. The average person spends about $53 every week on things or experiences that bring them joy. Others say their happiest spends are things like paying off debt, that vacation you saved up for years, or that dog that you added to the family. Yeah, I've told my kids, money, it does not make you happier, but it can make you less stressful when you've got like, what does Dave Ramsey always say, have an account with like $1,000 in it, if you, if you can, for those emergencies that it's not if. It's when they come up. If you've got that, and I know how hard it can be getting that little cushion. It's hard. But when you do, it does give you that peace of mind. Not happiness, but less stress. So we've all lost our keys, our glasses, our wallet, whatever. We've all done that. But have you ever, or could you imagine yourself ever losing your Roomba? You know, the little (laughs) vacuum that goes around your house and vacuum. Are you serious? That may have happened at our house a couple days ago. and tell you about it next. So we've all done it. We've lost our wallet, our keys, maybe our glasses, occasionally our minds, right? But have you ever lost a Roomba? Now, if you don't have one of these Roombas, that, it's like that big disc that goes around your house and it vacuums. You just like hit the button and off it goes. You don't have to vacuum. It cleans up all the you know carpets and floors and stuff. So we have one of those. My wife loves it. She named it Alice. And she called me in a panic the other day. I can't find Alice. I don't know where Alice what? is. What? I said, what do you mean you can't find her? Where did, did you look? Of course, I start reviewing all the places she already looked. Did you look under the chairs? Did you look under the sofa? Under the bed? Did you, did you look in the maybe in the laundry room? Maybe it got she got locked in there? I've looked everywhere. I cannot find her. I don't know where she is. I said, did you hit the home button? Because if you hit home on the app, 
she'll go back home. I've done everything I can find. Maybe you can find her when you get home. So I got home and I start looking under the couch, looking under the chairs, looking in the laundry room, all that stuff. And I thought, I wonder if Tracy left the, the back door open for the dogs to come in and out for a little while today because it, it was a beautiful day. I went and looked out on the deck and sure enough, there she was, completely out of battery, <laughs> probably after cleaning our deck impeccably. <laughs> yes. I thought maybe one of the dogs had carried it down into the yard. <laughs> probably a little too heavy for the dogs to carry it, but uh, that's hilarious. There she was, having the time of her life out on our out she on our back deck. She needed some sun. The funny, the funny thing is that. She didn't come back to the... I thought she would have been like banging up against the door trying to get back in, but that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> so uh, we're talking about losing stuff and not being able to find stuff. And uh, something I lost that I, I can't find, and normally I would blame my kids. If something goes missing that's mine, like tools or something for biking, my son's really into biking too. If something goes missing, I blame my kids. And it's usually 99% accurate. But this time I don't think they took it. I'm looking for my Ravens jersey with my name, Kevin, on the back. You can't find that? Cannot find <gasps> it. No, I know those are super expensive. Tracy Tracy wore hers. Uh-huh. We, we have matching jerseys. Hers says, Tracy, mine says Kevin, and, and she's number 10, I'm number 15. It's our anniversary date, October mm-hmm. 15th. Yeah. It's coming up real soon. So uh, kind of bummed I couldn't find it. And it's got to be it's got to be OLD. Like I put it away for the winter or something and, and just can't find, remember where I put it. Yeah, I wonder, do you hang it or do you fold it? Uh, I don't know. It should be if from year to it, year, it changes. If you fold it, it can so get stuck underneath other stuff. I've had uh-huh. that happen a million times. Yeah. Like I have this uh, tank top I love that my friend Cammy gave me, and it says, "Sorry, I have plans with my dog." Mm-hmm. And it gets so buried sometimes. I'm yeah. like, "Where is my tank top from well, Cammy?" The uh, the Ravens lost. Tracy wore her black Ravens jersey. I had to wear my alternate white jersey. And she is confident that's why they lost. Uh-oh. Because, we like in Ghostbusters lingo, sports. we crossed the streams. Yeah. <laughs> Got, like, sports superstition going. That's so funny. If I, if I find my black jersey and we're matching next game, they will surely win. So you we'll better to, clean out your closet fast. <laughs> right, we put that to the test. Do you wish your pet could talk to you? My pet does talk to me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Not only do I mean... In English, not only do most of us wish they could, but we also believe they would have a specific tone, accent, or pattern of speaking. It made me think about how you always do voices for your dogs, Kev. Uh, some say their dog would have a sassy Southern accent. Others say British or Boston accents. But as fun as it would be to know what our dog is thinking when they're hurting, more than half of us are worried that our pet would reveal our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> our dogs, three of our dogs are from Spain, so they have Spanish accents. Except for Tessa, she's a female, so she talks like this. <laughs> <laughs> and she's desperately in love with Marco. And I have found, too, um, that if I use a dog voice, I can say anything to Tracy. Are you anything. serious? I can say anything at all to my wife. Anything at all that if I said it in my voice, I'd be in big trouble. Big trouble. And no, I'm not going to give you an example. <laughs> oh, man. That was going to be my next I question. I knew. I could see your face. Absolutely not. I'm not getting myself in trouble. Absolutely not. It's enough that you guys know. You might want to try that at home. If you have a dog voice and there's something that you wanted to say to your better half, even something funny, you could say it using the dog voice and you will not get in trouble. I wish you would get the budget and check at the grocery store. <laughs> she would say that to me. Not the other way around. <laughs> 
Coming up, was your child born in the hospital, kind of normal, or somewhere unexpected? Was your child born in the hospital or somewhere unexpected? A baby girl in Westfield Township, Ohio, decided to enter the world on her own terms. Allison already has three little boys, three sons, so she knows what it feels like when the baby's coming. Well, her baby girl isn't due until October 13th. But she could tell, uh uh-oh, it's time. So she goes downstairs to get her husband to tell her, hey, we got to drive to the hospital in Akron. By the time she got downstairs to him, she was like, you got to call 911. This baby is coming. Mm -hmm. And she ended up giving birth in the ambulance parked in her own driveway. Little Clara May weighs uh, less than (laughs) five pounds, but thankfully she's safe and sound. The EMTs say it was definitely the highlight of their career and even went and visited Allison and Clara May in the hospital with balloons and flowers. Hey, give us a call. We should talk about this. Was your baby early or was your baby late or right on time? But late or early, well, those can be some good stories, especially late babies. You, if you're ever around one of those moms in the middle of the summer, oh. <laughs> the phrase, I am so ready, will be spoken like 30 <laughs> times. We'd love to hear your story. So we're talking about those babies. They have a timeline of their own. The doctor will say like, oh, here's the due date. But I, rarely is it, unless it's like a C-section or something, is it like on that day? So was your your deliveries early, late, or right on time? We'd love to hear your story. Hey, Faith, we're swapping baby stories. Were your kids or your babies early, on time, or late? So my first one was a little bit early. He was only early by two days. But I went into labor on Christmas Eve and ended up having him on Christmas. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And then my youngest, he was actually due before Christmas, but he was late. So I went into labor with him on Christmas Eve and have him on Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. Mm. So you've got back-to-back birthdays, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yes, it is the best thing. So they're just both awesome Christmas babies. Aw, what a beautiful family. Yeah, thanks, guys, for all you do. We're talking about whether your baby was early or late. How about you, Ashley? Um, She came, she was supposed to be born on September 5th, but she came three weeks early on August 16th. Now, how did that affect your baby plans? Like, did you have the baby room ready? Did you have everything you needed? Well, we had everything that we needed, but the room wasn't actually ready. Oh, is that her? Yes. Oh, and how old is she now? She is four years old. Four years old. Hi, honey. (laughs) Well, thanks for calling and sharing that story with us. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you. She would think being a king would be great, right? Oh, I just can't wait to be king. But uh, formerly um, Prince Charles, now King Charles. He waited a long time. <laughs> and he's finding that it might have been better. Be careful what you ask for. It might have been better being the prince. One of the things that he was very passionate about as Prince Charles was uh, climate change. And he was always jetting off to this conference and that conference and this summit and that summit. Well, the big international climate change summit is coming up in Egypt next month. Which, by the way, isn't it ironic? People have to fly in from all over the world for the climate change summit. Anyhow, uh, he used to go as prince, but he was and he was planning on going as king. But the prime minister went and said, uh, as the king... You're not supposed to be political. You're not supposed to take sides in political things. I'd appreciate it if you didn't go. Ooh. He ain't going. Fascinating. (laughs) Huh.
So that's really interesting. Maybe we'll have to develop a passion for corgis and horses, <laughs> like his mom, <laughs> to take up his time since he can't. Tea and crimpets and right, skins. Can't do stuff like that anymore. So find something else. Are you one of those people who just loves this time of year from the first pumpkin spice latte to the first day it's crisp enough to wear a sweater? We're going to talk about that next. So do you know someone who just loves this time of year, loves fall, embraces everything from their very first sip of a pumpkin spice latte to that first day it's a little crisp in the air and they can wear a sweater? Um, well, there is a, a very fascinating way a lot of people celebrated the kickoff of fall and this happened in Gervais, Oregon, and they dropped a thousand pound pumpkin from a hundred and foot tall crane into an inflatable tool. Kerplat. And then the kids. Into an inflatable what? Pool. Pool. Oh, I thought you said tool. I was like, I never heard of it. And then kids were allowed to jump in and play in the pumpkin mash (laughs) afterwards. Can you imagine the ride home, how sticky the car would be? But I've just never heard of anyone celebrating with a pumpkin drop the start of fall like this. And I just thought it was the funniest thing. You've had pumpkin spice latte, pumpkin spice donuts. Now we have pumpkin spice kids. Yes. (laughs) Pumpkin spice children. I don't know if you've ever been there as a dad, but our producer Griffin was home with the kids. Wife was not home. Sarah comes home. And there's blood. Ooh, hello. <laughs> I don't know what happened. We're going to find out. Griff's in the studio with us. And Griff, you, you were left alone home with the kids for just a few days. And you almost made it to the end. Yeah. And then there was blood. There was. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happened? My wife was even back at this point. She, oh, she, she can't blame you then. No, no, no. She no, cannot of course not. blame She you. can't. She ran up to the grocery store. And um, I'm just hanging out with the kids. We're in the backyard playing. We're playing some type of tag game that they made up. Uh-huh. So we're running around everywhere, just me and the two kids. And um, my daughter and I kind of bump into each other a little bit. Like my hand hits her in the face while we're trying to play. <laughs> Ouch. And we keep playing. And then as a few moments later, I notice, uh, Eloise, you have blood coming out of your nose. Your nose <gasps> is bleeding. Wait, now at that moment, did she then start crying? No, she actually played it pretty cool. Oh, she was cool. good with it. Because a lot of times kids, they don't start crying until they see the injury. Right. Or, you know, see this crying. <laughs> hear then the it's, word blood. Right. And yeah. then it's, ah! Yeah. And uh, I, she never had a nosebleed before. It was her first experience with any type of nosebleed. Mm. So we go in and start to clean it up. And we go back outside and play. And then it starts coming out even more. <gasps> and then my wife gets home as we're cleaning up this nose with blood. And my wife's like, uh, what's going on? What happened? And Eloise goes, well, daddy hit me with his hand. (laughs) Like, whoa, Eloise, that is not what happened here. I did not hit you. She's like, well, your hand hit my face. Well, yeah, technically, but. She's going to be really good at provoking people on social media. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Man. Not giving the full context. <laughs> and then he hit me. Yeah. <laughs> so you think maybe the nosebleed had nothing to do with the the rough play or your I hand? I think it did. No, yeah, it did totally it? I think did. it did. Okay. Because yeah. sometimes it's just dry but air. But I did not hit her. Right, My right. hand bumped into her while totally we were playing did. the game. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah. Big difference. <laughs> she was accurate. Daddy hit me. <laughs> we should talk about that. When is the time that by no fault of your own, you have hurt or injured your child? Oh. I think most of us, not all of us, but most of us have done it. We'd love to hear from you. Man, it's the worst feeling in the world when you accidentally hurt one of your kids. And that happened to you, Angie? Yes, it did. When um, my son, he's now 38, so he, he lives. But um, 
He was five years old, and he had broken his arm on some roller skate. So he was in a cast. We were wrestling on the couch one day, just playing, and I knocked him off the couch. He started oh. hurting. So I took him back to orthopedics. They had to re-break his arm <gasps> with no, no pain meds, nothing. And so oh. it was very painful. I went out in the hallway, and I passed out fainted right on the floor. Oh, no kidding. Oh, you poor thing, Angie. <laughs> I know. I felt it was so awful just watching him in so much pain and knowing that I did it. Do you think now with the passage of time, he's forgiven you? I think so. Actually, he invited me over for dinner last night. So I think and now he has two little boys now, so they probably have got gonna have some experience yeah well no like matter that. what he what he does at least he can tell his kids i i never accidentally rebroke your arm <laughs> my, exactly. my mom did to me that's how hard i had it growing up <laughs> i know right yeah my mom broke my arm yeah. <laughs>